Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. We are continuing on with our summer series on the Autism Helper podcast of Hot Takes. I am sharing some unexpected opinions and I'm hoping to get some discussions going to get some mindset shifts going and just having us think a little bit critically about things that we do or things that we think in regards to our classroom or our clinical practice. So today my hot take is that nobody wins the power struggle. And actually, I think this is probably the least controversial one because I think we all know this. Like, we know this to our core. When I do trainings, I ask, you know, hey, in a power struggle, who wins? And sometimes people will say, like, you know, the student or, like, ah, the teacher or whatever. But in reality, nobody wins the power struggle, right? Nobody walks away from a power struggle thinking, man, I did some great teaching today or I really connected or built rapport with that student. No. Even if you feel like you quote unquote won, right? You you were like stuck it out and I, I don't know what you're like, the student gave in or whatever, however you felt like you quote unquote won, you really didn't. When we're in that power struggle, that student is not ready for learning in that moment. When we're in a power struggle, we're sometimes in crisis mode, right? Our emotions take over. In those moments, learning is not happening, right? So however that power struggle ends, it's not ending with new skills. It's not ending with, 
you know, a, a deeper connection with that student or more op- options for reinforcement, nobody's winning, right? We, we are walking away in a worse situation than when we started. And it's not going to make tomorrow easier. It's not going to make next week, me- next month. I think also that's sometimes the mentality. I know I used to think that too. Like if we can get through this today, then that student will know in the future that they can't get away with this or this doesn't work or this is unacceptable. But in reality, no. Because remember, when it comes to negative behaviors, this is a demonstration of a missing skill. And it's our role as educators or parents to teach that missing skill. In the power struggle, we didn't teach the missing skill. So that situation and those behaviors are likely to happen again because they still don't have the skills needed to meet that expectation right now. We'll get there. We need to provide instruction, though. Really, the key to behavior change is increasing positive behaviors, building up those new and missing skills, not putting our foot down and winning the power struggle. Nothing is really coming of that, whether that's just our own satisfaction for that evening. But in the long term, it is not helping. So what can we do instead? I think the biggest goal for all of us here is to avoid the power struggle. Guys, we don't want to be in the power struggle. We want to avoid it. We can avoid the power struggle by having a real understanding of what our students' skills are and how they match up with the classroom or home expectations. If you know that your student or your child really struggles with change, then when changes are going to come, be aware of that. Plan for changes, warn about changes, teach coping skills, and when the change comes, be ready with that menu of coping activities for the child to engage in. We have to really think ahead and be proactive when it comes to avoiding the power struggle. We want to really be able to predict what a child's triggers could be. And we can really focus on what we have control of here to diminish some of those triggers. We are in control of our own behavior. We are in control of the environment. We are in control of how we give directions, give feedback, offer choices, assign activities. We're in control of all of that. And when we look at our behavior and the role it plays in this potential power struggle, we can see like where it started. I know, you know, as a parent, anecdotally from from my perspective as a parent, When I get in a power struggle with my child, I know exactly where it started and it's usually my fault. And a lot of times it comes from being tired, overwhelmed, burnt out, trying to do a lot of things at once, right? And, you know, you ask your child, you know, can you put your shoes on? Can you put your shoes on? Can you put your shoes on? And by the eighth time you're yelling and they're like, oh my God, why are you yelling at me? And now they're not going to put their shoes on. And instead, can we step away and think, hey, maybe like I should have turned the TV off before I asked them to turn off their shoes. Maybe I should have told them why I want them to put their shoes on because we're leaving the house. Maybe I should have gotten their attention before I put their shoes on. Maybe I should have told them where their shoes are. That there's a lot of other things that I was in control of in that situation. But I was busy. I was tired. I was frustrated, right? So emotions take over. We react. Right. So if we can kind of be proactive and think about where we are in control of setting up the environment and how we can manage our own emotions, because our emotions play a big role in this, 
I would much rather have as a teacher, a parent, whatever, take take a break, take like 60 seconds and then come back more calm down, ready to address that student or that child in a more meaningful and effective way. So when it comes to power struggles, the goal is avoid the power struggle, right? And if you have maybe a team member that repeatedly gets in power struggles, have this conversation. Hey, who wins? Do you walk away feeling like you taught something today? Probably not. It's a mindset shift here. If you're kind of in that old school mentality of like, no, I'm going to wait him out and he will do what I say and I'm going to win this battle. If those thoughts go through your head sometimes, it's that mindset shift that needs to happen on really where behavior change comes from. And I think that's the important thing to get to when it comes to power struggles. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.